I am so excited to introduce the first of our three young adults. And we are going to be diving into the book of Amos chapter five. And these, uh, Marku, Ethan and Kayla, they are gonna be expanding and giving their perspective of what God has deposited in their spirits. So we really just pray that you're gonna be really encouraged and empowered and challenged and inspired by these three short words of encouragement. So first up, we have Marku. So let's give him a round of applause, people in the room. And over to you, Marky. Thank you, Alex. Right. Uh, have you ever asked yourself these kind of questions? Uh, why and who God really is? What he wants from us? Why did he create us? Why he does what he does? And I, I do. I think about these questions a lot of times. And if we look through the Bible, and especially if we look throughout the Old Testament, we can see so many things that God is, that God does, and all the time is like, why? These questions, why? And uh, Amos 5 that we're looking today on, um, in this pas passage, we can see that Israel turned their back on God again again and again. And we can see that Israel is, if you don't know, Israel is the chosen one, the people that God chosen is there, is God's people. And, and God, here in this passage, is full of anger and full of judgment. Why? Because people, Israel, got, got, got their back on God. They, they turned their back. They went back to their things that feels better for them, that feels comfortable for them, and, uh, they, and they think that is better, but it's not. And um, in verse 4, it's saying, for those says the Lord to the house of Israel, seek me and live. And here we can see that God gave another chance. God gave a chance, an open invitation to the Go to the, his people, to the Israel, to to seek him, to to seek the Lord. That it doesn't say um, that he's playing hide and seek, and oh, let's seek me. I'm here. You are there. No, he he say like turn your eyes, turn your um, turn your hearts on me, not on the things that you. Th is better for you. And if we look on uh, verse 5, it's saying, but do not seek Bethel, nor enter Gilgal, nor pass over the Beersheba, for Gilgal shall surely go into captivity, and Bethel shall come to nothing. Bethel, Gilgal, Beersheba were places associated with paganism, associated with idolatry. And God's saying, that's enough. That's enough. Come back to me. Come Come and seek me. Don't seek the things that you feel that is better for you, that is feel comfortable for you, and the thoughts that you see, oh, I will do that. No. Come back to, to, to the Lord. And the question is how? How can I do that? How God is seeking for something deep. He doesn't need... Um, you to know things about him, to know, it's great to go conferences, to, to listen preaches, and, and to do, go to the classes. It's great to know things about God, information about God, but that's not it. God wants more. God wants 
a deeper relationship with you. He wants something more. He wants something intimate. And, and the question is how we can do that? How can we focus on God? Is to make time. Is to make time with him. A relationship. What is a relationship? A relationship is not a monologue. It's not I'm saying and that's it. God help me. That's it. No. He wants to speak with you. He wants to speak with me. He wants to, to and focusing on justice and on this, on, on this uh, series, God wants, to, God wants to show us so deep stuff that we don't understand what is going on in this world right now. God wants to focus on him, to focus on his justice, fo- focus also on his mercy and also all, all in, in his compassion uh, to understand what he really wants to do in us and through us. And I just want to encourage you, seek the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on him. God has plan for you, for your life. You maybe don't understand it, but seek him, seek relationship with him. Amen. 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 And I know for you, Marku, that this whole morning has really not just moved your spirit, but all our spirits right now. And so how can we put this into practice, this word that Marku has given, um, that he's challenged us with? Well, he's given the answer. Let's seek God, wait on him, as all these injustices that we've even talked about this morning um, for the answer, you know? Anyway, so I'm going to now introduce you to our next speaker, and this is Kayla, and she's going to be encouraging us now again around this same chapter on seeking justice. So let's hear from you, Kayla. (laughs) So I just want to start by asking you these three questions. When was the last time you judged? When was the last time your own opinions became the compass for your morality? And when was the last time you knew you were correct? William Lane Craig, American philosopher and Christian theologian, processes the question of whether God is truly necessary for morality. He says that in the absence of God, Morality is simply a human convention. Without the example, that is God, moral value doesn't exist because there's no basis for it. God is the supreme good and the paradigm of what is justice. He supplies the absolute standard and is, is, what, is what we measure to be just. Which leads me on to my main point. In these times, people have gotten so used to making themselves the God and center of their own lives. We are moral agents and we are given the ability by God to make choices and and decisions in most situations. And this includes um, when it comes to being just. But God's justice and his love is the only standard we need to go by. So So we need to stop thinking about and doing what we think is right and lean on God for his understanding and wisdom because we aren't always able to do these things in our own strength. In verse 15, it says... Hate what is wrong, love what is right, and see that justice prevails in the courts. The bottom line is that we we should do what is morally right based on God's standard. So we need to hate what is wrong, not by by our own standards, but by God's. We need to love what is right, not by our standards, but God's. So that true justice happens in a way where we aren't thinking about the methods from our own understanding, but we are actually able to seek him for his methods because he knows the bigger picture and he knows the way in which he's going to intervene, even when it seems like there's going to be no intervention. 
Also, when it comes to justice, as we are made in his image, we too should long for moral justice to prevail upon the earth. God calls us to not be of this world and to not be in it, but to be lights and shine his glory and love out into the world. Verse 11 says, you have oppressed the poor and robbed them of their grain. And this spoke to me because it reminded me of our duty. Our duty is to speak up and take action during the evil times. We may not be able to be directly involved in all of the injustices that we see in the world, but what can we do? We can take action. And how do we do this? Our first and immediate response is to take action through prayer. Because as believers of the Most High God, our prayer and God's response to our prayers is the most powerful weapon that mankind will ever see. And we have a God that is able to do all things and create a way to put the systems promote injustice through corruption and bribery to a halt. So how do we do what is morally right based on God's standards? And how do we take action based on his justice? Well, the answer is to truly know God and his ways. And this isn't to just be aware of his ways, but to really know his ways and to put them into practice in everyday life. So in Amos 5, you see a lot of scripture where it talks about what we shouldn't be doing or what we've been doing wrong. But then in verse 4, he says, come to me and you will live. And this suggests to us that it's, not only, it's only through him that we know what to do. We mustn't lean on our own understanding, wisdom or moral compass, but instead seek God in these areas of justice. He's telling us that we need to live through him in order to have life and to have it abundantly. We know that our God is justice and he's love and he wants justice for all of his people in all nations, regardless of your race, your nationality, your sex, your class, whatever it is. He wants justice for each and every one of us. So we need to do our best to protect people's rights on earth. And I just want to close by saying a quick prayer. Um, it's been an emotional service. Um, so I just want to close in prayer over the situation right now. So Father God, we just thank you for everything. We thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything that we yet to do, O oh Lord. Father, we just put this situation into your hands, O oh Lord. Father, we pray that you will give um, clarity. We pray that you will give wisdom and knowledge to these leaders that are making these big decisions right now. But Father, we also pray for the people that are directly involved in this situation. We pray for the families that are losing loved ones. We pray for pray for the families that don't know when they're going to see their husbands again, don't know when they're going to see their children again. Father, we just pray that your hand will be on this situation, O oh Lord. We pray that even for them, if it doesn't feel like you're around, Father, we just pray that today, wherever they are, we pray that you will let them know that you are with them in every situation and everything that they're facing, O oh Lord. And Father, we know the time is dark, but we pray that you'll place people, like our pastors in Moldova, we pray that you'll place people that will shine your light and let people know that there's still a chance, O oh Lord, and that you are the light in the world amongst all the darkness that's happening. So, Father, we just pray for a fresh wind and we pray, as the song said, we pray for your spirit to be poured out in this situation and that everything we see will be done and over with and it will be finished as you've dealt with it. And, Father, we thank you and we just praise your name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Yo, I don't know about you guys, but I'm being moved and challenged so greatly. And I love what Kayla just drew out there. She was saying, like, are we basing um, our moral standards? Are we seeking answers based on our knowledge? Which is, is, is finite, you know? No, let's look to God as we seek justice for his right ways, for the ways that he wants to help use us to intercede in these um, places where we want justice to prevail. And so I 
I love that. Really powerful um, teachers so far. And now we have our third one. And this is Ethan. And he's going to be sharing his encouragement around this chapter. Over to you, Ethan. Okay. All right. So I want to ask you all a question. What area of your life have you grown complacent? Now, I want you to think of that question again with regards to seeking justice. You see, in Amos chapter 5, verse 24, it says this. Let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. And when we focus on the phrase, let justice roll, it's a motion. But for that motion to come about, something or someone has to cause it. A great analogy is to think of a snowball rolling down a hill. Uh, it starts off small, but as it uh, picks up momentum, it impacts the snow around it grow and it grows in size. And this is the same with being used um, by God to seek justice. You see, God is the one who pushes that ball and we are the snowball. His spirit is the center of the steering, encouraging and empowering us to act. Uh, as momentum builds, it stirs others to others, sorry, who then can attach themselves um, to join in with God in this justice snowball. As others join in, justice rolls, growing and gradually breaking out into areas that could never have been reached by God. So I want to ask you again, what area of your life have you grown complacent? Will, uh, sorry. Sorry. Will you join in uh, and be a part of God's moving snowball of justice, or will you be complacent or self-centered? In Proverbs chapter 1, verse 32 to 33, it says this, For simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. How easy it is to be like the Israelites in the Northern Kingdom in the book of Amos, whose hearts were hardened towards the poor. We can grow comfortable, self-sufficient, and have a false sense of security in our situations. But time and time again, we are reminded in scripture that following our own way never brings healthy results. Not only is this prideful, but God makes it clear on numerous occasions that complacency brings about destruction. So what can you and I do? You see, Amos was a shepherd. Uh, he was not a preacher or a pastor or an evangelist. God uses those who are available, whose hearts are turned towards him. He does not call those to be qualified in order to be used. Instead, he qualifies the called, meaning anyone of any age, color, status, can partner up with him and journey with him to see righteousness and justice pour out in every area of this world. God calls for us, um, God calls for all of us to act seeking him first. Seeing a need and allowing him to use you to be the answer to that need. Partnering up with God may require us to be uncomfortable, sacrificing finances maybe, leaving our comfortable positions, going to certain places, speaking up, and standing with others. We need to open our hands to others, turn towards those in need, rather than turning away and making excuses. 
Think of this order, loving vertically, God first. This looks like walking in obedience and being committed to the Lord. As you walk in line with God, he will fill you with his love and compassion needed to love horizontally our neighbors, all the people of the earth. Now, if you draw a line vertical and then horizontal, you get a cross. What a reminder that, G that points directly to Jesus who modeled this perfectly, obeying his father in heaven vertically and also showing us how to love all people of the earth horizontally. So remember, when we choose to ignore the poor, those in need, at its core is tolerating injustice. It's the same as ignoring God who created all people in his image. God's kingdom is constantly moving. Therefore, as his children, we are called to have our running shoes on, moving with him at all times. Allow God to soften your heart, convict you, and move you with compassion towards those in need. Let go and let God show you how and where he wants to use you to let justice roll into your community spaces and places. Wow. What an amazing morning that we've had, church. And uh, literally, I mean, my heart is full of emotion. The emotion of pride in terms of those three voices that have just shared for the very first time um, and such great incisive messages and just feeling the emotion of great compassion and also sadness for some of the things that we've heard about what's going on around our world and knowing we can do something about it. And I love what Ethan just said at the start there, that we should pray that God would soften our heart because we don't want our hearts to become hard and that we should pray that then God would show us what we should do, how to respond to the challenges that we've faced. That should be our prayer. You know, because, of course, there are so many things around us to be concerned about. We can't fix and do everything, but we can do something. And as you and I take a moment, as we'll do right now, just to pray and, and simply ask the Lord, Lord, keep my heart soft and show me what to do. I can promise you one thing that God will not say. He won't say, do nothing. He's not going to say that. He'll show you. Maybe it will be in related to what's going on in Ukraine and Moldova, supporting Sam and Leo and Love Moldova. I hope all of us will do that, to be honest, because that's like our closest family. Maybe it's to do with Mission India. But maybe there are other causes that are going to grip your heart locally, nationally, further afield. Some of us, I know, watching this have got our own challenges with our finances and jobs and we pray God's provision and if you need help and support then let us know we are a family you know the early church looked out for each other and we want to do the same and so if you're struggling then let us know so we can support you but one of the incredible ways that we are healed and whole is that when actually we give ourselves for the sake of others so I'm going to pray two prayers a justice prayer and then a following Jesus prayer so here's the first prayer. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, please help my heart stay soft. Help me not to be hardened by the battles and struggles of life. Keep my heart soft. Let my heart be moved by what moves your heart. May I weep for what you weep. And would you then whisper to me, show me 
what I must do to respond with my time, with my money? What, what would it be good for me to go without in order that someone can receive? Show me. Let this Seeking Justice series not just be a blip on the history of Zio Church, but may it be something that takes root in our lives. That justice will be always part of our song, our sound, our commitment. Jesus, make this a reality, I pray. Amen? That's the first prayer. And if you're listening now, and you've never given your life to Jesus, who, as again, Ethan just said, is our Savior. He came for us. He died for us. He rose for us. And he invites us to join him in what he's doing to see more of heaven break out. Then I'm going to pray a prayer for you. And maybe you say amen at the end of this. And if you do say amen, if you want to become a follower of Jesus, then do at the end, go to zochurch.com forward slash connect and leave a message so that I can come back to you and, and encourage you zochurch.com forward slash connect if you have a need that you need help with or if you're responding to this prayer here's the prayer Lord Jesus thank you that you loved me so much that you came to earth you died and you rose again paying the price for my faults and failings my rejection of God and taking on all of the powers of darkness even death itself and defeating them I'm sorry. Forgive me for my sinfulness and my brokenness. I choose to follow you. I'm signing up to be part of your team to see heaven break out in the world. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to become more like Jesus, speaking like Jesus, doing the things that Jesus would do, hating what he hates, loving what he loves, joining in the roar of God's justice in the world. This is my prayer today and every day until I see you again in your amazing new creation. Amen.